Welcome to Mortally Wounded Podcast, episode 40. I'm your host, James. And I'm your host, Chris. Wow. Here we go. We've, it's been a couple of months since our last episode. Uh, I think it was just before Christmas we um, did a recap for uh, the, the event you went to up to in the Gold Coast just before Chrissy last year. And a lot's happened in the few months since our last episode. Yeah, it's uh, it's been a bit crazy for me. Um uh, in particular it's yeah. uh i've moved house about a week and a half ago so uh i yeah. am no, i'm no longer a sydney sider and i am now up in uh, up in brisbane so um that was a that was a big move um but yeah enjoying enjoying the move into our own into our own house and having a lot more space and stuff so it's nice yeah. but it's uh, it's definitely eaten into my hobby time for sure yeah 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 that's um that's a huge move and especially like right in the middle of that um, you know, releasing the tickets for Sydney Slaughter. And I think on the Friday of the, you know, before you moved, you got the pack, you like pumped out the the players pack for the event. And like, you kind of just, you just, you know, a lot of, a lot on your plate <laughs> in the last few Yeah. Weeks. I mean, fortunately <laughs> the, sl- the slaughter stuff was, that was after we moved. So the, the pack was the kind of the Friday of the week I was here. Um, so that was okay. Like I, I moved on the Thursday and then I did the pack on the Friday and then tickets went on sale on the Saturday. Yeah. So, um, yeah, it was, uh, it, it was, uh, yeah, a lot to do, but, um, but yeah, we got there. Um, even, got if there. It did, even if it did take two trucks instead of one, um, as planned. Yeah. So, uh, there were some hiccups, but we got here, so it's all good. So you had um, one, one truck for the furniture and one truck for all the Warhammer. I mean, it kind of ended that way, but it wasn't. <laughs> it wasn't. Inte- <laughs> it, it wasn't intended that way. Um, it just uh, we only had we had a certain amount of space on the first truck, and then we had about a room. We had about a room and a half left to go when they cut us off, as we'd hit our limit. Um, and it, it just so happened that the the room and a half left to go was kind of my upstairs <laughs> attic room, which contained all the Warhammer and some other oh. things. Um, so I wasn't so actually I, far off there. <laughs> No, I was then frantically trying to find another truck that was leaving the next morning that I could fit the rest of the stuff onto, which I managed to do. So uh, it it all worked out. But yeah, it was uh, a little bit of unneeded stress, but um, it's fine. I was losing my hair anyway. <laughs> well, I must say you look you're, you're looking mighty fine at the moment, looking fresh as a daisy, um, oh. pretty relaxed. So that's good for James. those at home. Chris looks like a, da- a fresh daisy right now. For those at home, James is lying. Um, <laughs> but yeah, how about you? Um, I have no, I have no hobby progress to be honest. Since we last talked, as I did not hobby, um, I have been to an event, which we'll talk about. But um, yeah. yeah, I've done no hobby. So what have you been doing? Um, yeah, not not a hell of a lot. Like I've been doing a little bit um, because uh, I was was sort of leaning back into my narrative army, which I was. Uh, hoping to get done for the um, Allure of the Beast Grave event, which was scheduled for March, um, you know, the week after Saggy T and um, Victoria GT, actually, here in Sydney. Um, when that um, got cancelled, that kind of took the wind out of my hobby sales. So I kind of stopped painting that army. But I, in the meantime, organised a one-day event here in Goulburn uh, called the Goulburn Smash. And because of that, um, did a sort of, an inventory of all the terrain I've got and um, with, uh, you know, a friend from the local friend, uh, Chris Don, uh, who's got a, a ton of terrain as well. So between the two of us, we're able to sort of kit out that event. Um, but I thought, well, it's always good to have more. So I've just started chipping away at all my terrain, my, the backlog of my terrain. So 
Um, just finished painting some of those uh, Sigmarite uh, temples, shattered temples or shattered domain, dominion um, temples and, um, you know, the scattered terrains and um, that sort of stuff. So I've just finished painting those. I'm just about to start uh, painting a Renendra tower. It's just kind of like this, uh, this sort of guard tower. It's actually quite large, so I'm looking forward to getting stuck into that um, sort of at the the undercoat stage, ready to sort of get the, start getting the washes down and um, sort of, yeah, going through my backlog, I, I found a an MDF uh, fountain um, that I'd bought at CanCon a couple of years ago just randomly. Like, you know, you get to buy those random things that look cool on the day. Um, finally pulled that out and put that together, painted it up and um, came out quite nice. Like it was, uh, it's a really nicely um, designed piece of kit and um, easy to paint and um, had these these little kind of uh, like dried leaves. They're like in-scale dried leaves, which were actually given to me from one of Sam's work friends, Stu. Stu, if you're listening, shout out to you. Thanks for the uh, the dried leaves. But he got, gets them from his front yard apparently, so it's from some sort of plant. Um, but it just kind oh, of – Oh, right, they're actually real. I thought it was from actually a, real. Like a, a hobby box because they look exactly the same as the ones that I've bought and used on my Sylvaneth. I didn't yeah, realise that. Yeah, yeah right. <laughs> yeah, they're just like they're organic, you know. <laughs> um <laughs> But yeah, they just turned out really nicely and use the water effects for the, it's like a f- sort of fountain kind of thing. So really enjoyed getting that. And I was actually really quick to pump that out. But yeah, I saw um, it online. It looks awesome. It looks so nice. Like the the pool of kind of greeny water and the leaves yeah, and stuff. It, it looks It's great. a bit abandoned and it's a kind of a windswept, like kind of, you know, late autumn um, kind of grimy townscape kind of thing. But um, yeah, I've got one of those, remember those Chaos Dreadhold Skull Keep models? Yep. I've actually had one of those sitting in a box since, you know, when they were first released, you know, however many years ago that was. But I, just, I finally got the sprues out of the box now, so I'm looking at them right now on my desk, and so they'll be getting snipped and, and spiky. glued. Yeah, the spiky. spiky. Yeah. It's like a weapon. They're a weapon, those things, aren't they? Like, you could do some damage with them. <laughs> but, um, yeah, so that's coming up too. So, yeah, it's just sort of focusing on some terrain. Um, you know, I've been... Uh, so that's been my hobby progress over the last uh, few weeks to a month or so. Um, I've kind of also been holding out a bit to see what happens with all the Soul Blight releases. So um, as you know, you people listening would know, there's been some super cool um, and amazingly awesome Soul Blight uh, leaks and um, previews and whatnot. And with the Cursed City, I've just been frothing um, for Cursed City to come out. So I've ordered my i've uh, got my pre-order in oh you managed in. to get one yeah i've, I've secured nice. one with my um with uh, my local friendly local game store nerdstar um here in goulburn so uh they you know the they get their um their pre-order lists in a, i think it's about a week earlier and um so they always hit us up and say hey what do you guys want and so we yeah i um i secured my order nice and early so Hopefully that allocation comes through because <laughs> I heard they sold, sold out pretty quick. Yeah, it was uh, yeah very quick. I, I missed it, which, um, yeah, I, I hope that they'll do what they did with the, um, what was it, the Indomitus 40K box after loads of people like scalpers got them and selling them on eBay um, and there was still loads of demand. I think they, they released a thing saying that anybody that wants to get one, you can order one and they'll custom, they'll make them especially for you so everyone was oh. able to buy one and not have to pay the scalpers so i'm hoping they'll do something similar for cursed city if there is i mean there'll be so much demand for mm. it i think it looks like an awesome yeah. box so 
yeah, I think there'll be a lot of people who just want certain characters and things like that as well. So, but um, yeah, uh, a lot of a lot of potential for that there. But uh, then what's what else is coming up? There's the Vampire Dichasm Warband coming yes. out next, or the pre-sales next week. So, looking forward to that one. My wallet is uh, is really taking a hit lately. <laughs> I'm sure it is for a lot of Death players. Um. But yeah, really excited about the new Blood Knights. Really excited about the new skeletons. The zombies are cool. A um, little bit iffy with the gravestones on the back. I think that's been a bit of a murmur in, in on on the in the online uh, world. But um, I kind of see them as if you look at the model, they kind of got these stakes being driven through the gravestone into the backs of these corpses that have been risen. So it's kind of like to me that sort of speaks of like this ritualistic medieval like superstition burial where they've kind of buried the dead and then just hammered a stake through to make sure the dead stay dead kind of yep. things so now but um yeah that didn't quite work out the way that they intended <laughs> but um so i think that's kind of where it, i think to me that's what it looks like to me so i'm kind of i'm okay with it um it's not in every single zombie so that's fine and i'm looking forward to adding them to my zombie collection I've already got 60 Mantic zombies. I'm about to paint 60 Fireforge mon uh, zombies. Um, so I'll paint these ones and add them and mix them in with everything. So still have 180 zombies. Eventually. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Sucker for punishment. I do love my zombies, though. It'll be worth it in the long run. <laughs> do but it. Um, I think that'd be good just to like mix them in, like, because zombies are never the same anyway. So um, it will add that extra spice of variety. Um, yeah. But yeah, so that's kind of been it for me in the hobby. Um, had a, been doing a bit of gaming uh, locally. We've uh, been doing a campaign, a weekly campaign on Thursday nights at Nerdstar um, here in Goulburn. Uh, we just finished a campaign. Uh, we, did, we did the Storm Vault campaign and uh, that was with a group of about four, four of us, five of us sometimes sort of, it was, it's a, it's a well-designed campaign that people can just sort of dip in and out of it. But um, we played the final battle Royale, like a four player triumph and treachery game. Um, one of the local guys, uh, Ryan, Ryan Goad, if you're listening, shout out to you, mate. He took home the, uh, the first prize for that. So that was really cool. Um, we had a little bit of a break and we've just started up a new campaign um, using the Halos campaign rules from, the white dwarf magazines so there's a, about over four white dwarves they released um, a whole set of campaign rules and maps and so it's like a map driven campaign where you're conquering territories and things like that, um, that and battling cool. it out so it's really cool a lot of fun um and so we've been doing that uh, as far as competitive play uh i went to a one day at sydney come to blows that was on the 14th of march i believe which is this the week after um, Zaggy T and Victoria GT. It's just a one day that Anthony, the AS coach, um, ran in lieu of um, a little of the Beast Grave. So I went, I traveled up to Sydney for that day. I think that was like the day, not, there wasn't much before you moved, I think. I think it was the week after you moved or something. But, um, but yeah, went to that and battled three games during the day, um, had, a, had a draw against Ben Spinetti, which was my first game against his Brain Reapers. Um, I took Nighthorn. Um, so that was a lot of fun. We we grudged each other because we hadn't had a game for a while. Um, so my second game, I've just got it right here. I won't spend heaps of time on, on going through my battles or anything, but uh, where was I? 
Yeah, so played Ben Spinetti first, tied with him. Like it was an actual genuine genuine tie with my Night Haunt versus his Bone Reapers. Um, second game was uh, against Corn um, with a chap named James Fishbeck. So, um, yeah, he came through and obliterated me uh, with his corn. <laughs> uh, and third game was against a guy named Mitchell Baumer. And um, that was, um, I think, is it Knife to the Heart where you win from the you win from the second yep. turn onwards. Oh, We're from the on. end, from the end of the yeah, end of the second, end, end of the second, yeah, yeah, yeah. So I was able to position and just cap the cap the win. Um, well, that was did a sneaky round the back and yeah, got in there. Did um, a night haunt. Bit of night haunt goodness there. So that that it was a good matchup and a good scenario for that. The the previous corn battle was just not a good um scenario for me to to be facing a, a, a super nasty corn list. Um, but yes, yeah, yeah. so that was a lot of fun. So it was a, a draw, a loss, and a win. Um, and I came 25th out of a total of 52 players. I think it was after dropouts was 48. So mid, middle of the pack, as I always do, you know, <laughs> with a big grin. <laughs> um, so it was good. But the, it was really good to catch up with the Sydney guys. Saw Liam, saw, you know, obviously saw Ben, Dan, um, Anthony, of course, and um, a whole bunch of other dudes up there. Um, who I hadn't seen for a while, um, bumped into Kent Howe, Alex Murray, uh, Deke, of course, was there. Um, yeah, I could go on, but we'll be here all day. But, yeah, it was, lo- <laughs> it was lovely to see all you guys again. And, um, yeah, it won't be much longer before I get to see you guys again soon. So, but, um, yeah, so what was – so you went to Saggy T, didn't you, Chris? I did, yeah. I um, I was planning on taking my feck and then with moving – and everything I was, I still, the list I was planning on taking was, had 40 ghouls that I would need to paint. Um, and I was going to do it. And then I kind of, I was talking to Liam, I think, because a bunch of people, it was quite a sudden, it was quite a quick decision to move. And so I hadn't told, I hadn't told a bunch of people. And then I kind of started when it was official, I called, like I called a few people and I was on the phone to Liam, I think just saying, oh, so I'm going to be moving to Brisbane in three weeks or whatever. Um, and then as I was just talking to him, I was like, yeah, I don't think I can do this, can I, of painting my feck as well. And he was like, just take the KO. Because I'd literally just bought a brand, like a whole fully painted KO army as well. And so I had it sitting there and I just bought it. And it was like, Liam just said, just take the KO. And I'm like, yeah, you're right. There's no point adding this additional stress into it onto myself to just try and paint this, to take this army. I don't need to do it for this event. Um, especially as also I, I, it turned out I could not have done it because the, the two weeks leading up to my move as well were absolutely insane with work for me. So I, I was working every day until like two thirty three AM, um, for like an entire week. And then the following week as well, kind of three days, one day I worked till like 5 AM, had three hours sleep and then worked from eight in the morning till 10 30 at night. So it was mm, just insane. Gosh, yeah. Yeah. Um I, I would not have had the time to paint the models even if like even if I tried. Um so yeah, it, it was cool. I didn't have to really do any hobby. It was a bit of a shame because I'd built the ghouls and stuff ready. Um and I painted mm. I finished a few things, but to be honest, that's always good. Like I finished painting my chalice, which I'd started on probably 18 months ago when I first did the army, but never finished it. Um I did that really quickly of an evening um and it came together nicely. So um, I've I've made a little bit of progress on the army in the lead up to Saggy T, but ultimately just took a KO list, um, which was kind of the first time I'd only played a couple of games with KO through T, um, TTS. Um, but yeah, so ended up, I think, looked at the pack and they had, um, 
total conquest, which is obviously good if you've got more here leaders. And they had um, focal points, so obviously good if you've got behemoths. So I wanted to make sure I had at least one. So I had an ironclad and four heroes. Um, and then also they had shifting objectives. So battle line is strong. So I decided to take Urbaz because um, I kind of didn't want to just take the Zilfin drop-down Vortex list, which I had all the stuff to do. And my initial lists were that. And then I kind of was like, not sure if I want to do this. So um wrote some other lists and actually really like Urbaz and pivoted into it. So it makes the gun haulers battle line. So I had three gun haulers, which were all battle line. And then I was taking the Endron Master with suit to make all my three units of Endron Riggers as well be battle line. So I had like six or whatever battle line units, which was really good for shifting objectives. Um and just loads of teleporting essentially the entire army other than like the chemist. Mm-hmm. Um, who who I'd start on the table and be on foot would be teleporting around the board um, yep. most of the time. And the chemist could go in the boat if I wanted him to, but a lot of the time I just he was my one body that would just stay on the board and everything. All of the riggers would just hitch rides with the the um, the gun haulers or the ironclad and thunderers were inside the ironclad with the, the navigators and stuff. So it was cool. It was hyper mobile, but... Um, um yeah learned some things en- enjoyed all my games um game one i was actually drawn against um gabriel dello who ended up winning the event um and i'd looked because obviously he was my round one matchup i'd kind of done my my pre-game prep and looked at his list and everything and was like i actually don't think i can beat this list with my army in most scenarios because it was super good and just it would just make me bounce i could just couldn't do the damage into like four up he had I think like four ways to have re-rollable armor saves with just loads of Chaos Knights and stuff and then also summoning on tens of Marauders every turn from the board edge which basically auto-guarantee their charge and stuff and my army isn't the sort of army that has loads of bodies on the board so I just I don't think I could have won that game anyway but then I played my first turn like an absolute spoon anyway and basically spread out the <laughs> army strange. which it just I just spread out the army and let his whole army essentially charge me and just kill huge chunks of it. And I was like, okay, well, you, you know it's never good when your opponent gives you first turn and after your first turn, not even theirs, you look at the board and go, I've lost this game. <laughs> so, um, so yeah, it, it, it made the game very, very decisive um, to... Never to give get, up hope, Chris. Never, go, but it kind never of, give up hope. Oh, it, it, was, it was done. But um, <laughs> but it was, it was still fun anyway. And like I said, Gabriel went on to win the whole event anyway and um had to go through some good players to get there so um n- no worries but it was funny after the f- end of the first game i found myself literally at the bottom of the pile i was on the bottom table lowest score out of everyone and i was like oh this is new um <laughs> and then it was sh- it was shifting objectives and i was drawn against um iron jaws with double more crusher and 15 gore grunters <laughs> that are all about all battle line again with loads of wounds on four up saves and i was like oh <laughs> I think I'm going to lose this game. Um, and then fortunately for me, my opponent, I think was a bit, I think it was only his like second or third game with that army. Um, so I was ready for him to say, you go first. And then he just, I'd if I wanted to shoot him, I'd be moving in range for him to come and charge me with his army and everything. But then he took first turn and basically didn't do anything to me. He just moved pigs and stuff into the middle. Yeah. And then I was like, oh, so then I just put my whole army on one side, shot Gordrak and a bunch of pigs, and then the next turn moved into the middle, shot off the other unit of pigs, and then the third turn I killed the other unit and the other more crusher, and it was game. 
um yeah so that 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 gave me a, a game in and then what else did i play i played eumetrica lumineth which was really tough because mm. my army doesn't have a lot of mortal wound output but it's like rend but they ignore rend too so i just bounced oh, really I, yeah i just bounced a bit hard against that army unfortunately um so they, they so ignore rend up up to rend two is it up to rend two for eumetrica oh, wow. yeah on wow, the um okay. the stone on the stone guard and stuff okay, um wow. So yeah, super super strong, and he can. He had Teclis and um, Avalenor with Stone Mage, so he hits like a truck and powerful magic, etc. Um, cool. But yeah, so uh, I lost that one, but it was a close game. I thought I had it, and then I had a bad turn two, and then he had a really good turn three, and the game just kind of slipped away from me. Um, and then game four, I played Beast of Chaos with mm-hmm. ninety best of gore. Um, and that game kind of went as I thought and hoped. I basically just shot off a unit of 30 best of Gora turn and again just moved across the board. Actually, Cogs, he had Cogs and went first and sped up time. And mm. I discovered how amazing Cogs was for my army because yeah, I'd back, yeah. <laughs> I'd, I'd back board edged and we were playing in um, Blade's Edge. So it was really, it benefited him to go first because he could run and get all six. And I was like, okay, well, I'm going to have to shoot him and play back for points. But obviously, knowing if I ever lost priority, um, like he, oh sorry if i won priority he'd be able to get rid of objectives reducing how many points i could score um and if he wins priority obviously i don't really want to burn objectives but it's his turn to score so he could just score again but um Mm. my turn one actually made i made a a double six charge with my big unit of engine riggers and they had a sky hook so they got plus one and his cogs gave me plus two to charge so i had a 15 inch charge which was exactly what i needed to be able to charge into like his Bray Shaman, that was the only model he had on his back objective. Um, and basically, because of the cogs, I was able to, instead of flying higher, just moved most of my army up. And um, I managed to like make all the like the charges and stuff. And I ended up getting four of the six objectives turn one. And so I wasn't that far behind. And then I just shot off 30 best of gore, shot off 30 best of gore, and I, I tabled him at the end of three. Um, and then my final game was amazing. It was against um, Nick with Sylvaneth. Uh, not Sylvaneth, sorry, what am I talking about? He got into Sylvaneth listening to the show. Um, So he'd had a chat beforehand and then got drawn for this last game, which was great. But he was playing Daughters with Hagnar. Um, And I'd played practice games against Liam's Daughters, but he was playing Keltnar. Um, And yeah, the Hagnar list, I just bounced a lot more than I had been against Liam. Um, So I got a bit worried, but um, we were playing focal points and he had three behemoths because he had his... um, he had a Bloodrack Shrine, a Cauldron, and Marathi, um, and I just had the Ironclad. And basically, I I let him go first because I had choice, but I let him go first knowing he wouldn't be able to double me because I just was like, I can't get doubled by this army. I think it will kill mine. It's not resilient enough. Um, and basically, after turn two, he, he scored max points, um, which I think is was like 11 a turn for the first two battle rounds. He got all of the objectives with three behemoths as well. So he's, yeah. he's got, so it was, it was 22 to two after his second turn. Cause he won the turn two priority and I only got two points in my first turn, but yeah. then I, I managed to win that game in the end, like 30 to 20, 30 to 28 or something or wow. 28, 28 to 26. It was two points, but yeah, That's it was big. awesome. It was yeah. awesome. So we were we were one of the last games, I think, to finish. And so from about turn three or four, we had like Liam and Simon and stuff were watching. And Simon said afterwards, he was like, 
it was the turn my turn four and turn five was like pretty awesome like masterclass to watch in terms of ko just teleporting around the board yep. and sniping off. Doing it thing. was literally yep. just like i had to stop and look and count points and be like i have to get all of these objectives this turn which means this has to be here this has to die this has to do all and i i finally stopped to look at the board because i've had so many games where i've in my recap have been like oh i just didn't take the time to stop and count how many points i needed and what that meant but this turn yeah. this, this yep. game i did actually do that um and so, yeah, I literally managed to to kill everything I needed and get models everywhere I needed um, to win that game. Um, and it was awesome. So it was a great it was a great kind of game to go out on. And it put me on three two, which I was happy with instead of being two three. Um, yeah. So yeah, I think I ended up sixteenth out of like fifty. Um, so I was pretty happy with that nice. after a hard after a hard loss to oh, round yeah, yeah. one. Um, I was I was happy with that, and it was fun. The KO the KO were fun and. I enjoyed using just like the MSU riggers and the gun haulers and stuff like that. Um, so yeah, it yeah. was, it was great to get to get to a tourney as well. Like as much as I was super busy and I was, I was working like flat out and I had, I even had to take my work laptop down there and was doing some work on the Friday morning at Mick and Gemma's, um, oh, wow. that, really? yeah. that they had. Yeah. Um, cause yeah. me and we went down on the Friday morning, um, and I knew I I knew I needed to probably do a bit more work, and so they went out for breakfast, and I was just sat at their dining table, getting doing a few like two or three hours more work. But um, yeah. I I needed the breakaway as well, I think, for my my own mental space because I'd been working so much, and I knew I had the move coming that I was just going to be so stressed. So it was good to to de-stress. Yeah. I drank a lot on the Friday night because we went <laughs> and helped we helped set up, and then just got on the drinks, and it's probably it's probably the drunkest I've been for a while. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, it, it was fun. It was a it was a really good the weekend. Gra- and... Did you have the guava cruises? No, guava I didn't cruises. have the cruises. I was drinking um <laughs> I was drinking like Canadian Club and Dry, but adding in Southern Comfort. And Ooh. each each drink was like double shots. So it was two shots of Canadian Club, two shots of Southern Comfort. <laughs> oh, and basically, basically and by the time she just poured the the alcohol, there was probably only a couple of centimeters left at the top of the glass for the for the uh the mixer of the ginger ale um but yeah so and i i, I had like i had about six of them i think so that was like 24 shots and then i'd had some beers and Jeez. yeah but yeah. it was good it was good fun um <laughs> and yeah and then we were we had um we were staying with smorgan and simon hall as well we all had a house together um and and dan and so we were just playing um like we played loads of smash bros on the switch because we brought our switches down and, and stuff okay. so yeah we yep. played lots of we played lots of smash bros and stuff as well which was which was good fun so saggy awesome. tea was a good good weekend for me um so yeah glad i got to do that um oh, but great. yeah no no other hobby no other games um yeah yep. but yeah well that's it's that's fair enough it's it's been a huge it's been a big, really busy time, and yeah, so that's perfectly reasonable, understandable. But yeah, but yeah, I am, I am excited about um, Golden Smash, which is coming up. Um, I guess since our last episode, I haven't had the chance to really talk about it and plug it. Um, we've actually got a couple of events, but uh, to talk about today. But um, do you mind if I just quickly have oh, a quick, go for it? Have, have a quick chat about Golden Smash. So, um, basically, um, with the local club here, it's the um, Golden Gamers Guild. Uh, we have a, a a monthly gaming meetup the third Saturday of every month, and um, Kriston um, Kasimi, um, he's a former manager of the um, 
Mount Gravatt store in Queensland. He's moved down to Goulburn as well in recent years. Um, so he's uh, he's been the real mover and shaker down here with the club. And so I've kind of linked in with him and we're um, – so I decided to run Goulburn Smash, which is just a one-day event um, in May. So it's the third weekend of May, 15th of May. Uh, we capped it at 28 players. Originally it was 24. We were able to sort of add a few more players. So we, we capped it at 28. Um, it's a small haul and we just want to keep it small and with, within our resources. But we sold out like super fast. Um, so I was really, really stoked about that. Um, tried my hand at writing a pack and everything. Um, so, yeah, it's all new territory for me being sort of like the main organiser. I've always been kind of like an assistant with you, Chris, for um, – for Sydney Slaughter. Um, but yeah, it's I've got some got the trophies organized. Actually, um, just playing into the whole Goulburn thing with the big merino and the and the sheep farming and, and everything going on around here. <laughs> so they're actually sheep trophies, like golden sheep trophies. <laughs> um, but yeah, it's it's you know, people are second. kind of playing for sheep stations. Yep, yep, that's it. The um first prize is the sheep station award. <laughs> <laughs> then it's um first runner up, second runner up. Uh, then we've got uh, coolest army. And we've also uh, got a uh, best painted judge's choice, but we're calling that award the Golden Fleece. <laughs> and yeah, and we've got the Sportsmanship Award as well. So, but yeah, they're all just this lineup of golden sheep trophies. <laughs> so, really excited about that. Um, and yeah, thanks to everyone who jumped on board for that. We've got a crew coming up from, uh, we've got the Beast of Belco coming up. Uh, for the day, uh, we've got a crew coming down from uh, from Young, I believe, and uh, some guys from Bathurst as well, um, and a few guys from Sydney, and of course we've got a few local Goulburn guys. So um, really uh, wanting to work on the the local Goulburn Age of Sigma scene. We've a fledgling scene. It's a we've it's um, not many of us at the moment, but uh, yeah, it's uh, got to start somewhere. We're in, in the early days yet. Um, but uh, this is a great way to try and get uh, more interest in the community and um, so the guys can see what is possible with Age of Sigma because it is huge in Australia, as we all know, uh, in different, you know, various um, cities and stuff. But um, with regional um, tabletop wargaming, as other regional guys would know, it um, can be quite, it can be a bit of a challenge to get get a scene, a vibrant scene up and running with a smaller population and all that sort of thing. So um the club kind of our the golden golden gamers guild kind of aims at accommodating all games so it's kind of like very similar kind of um outlook to company of dice in sydney yeah. so you know it's it's all sorts of games being played um there but i think in golden the main sort of thrust is the dnd guys and the 40k guys so wanting to um kind of build the age of sigma side of the house um so this is a great way to do it uh, so thank you. Just want to give a quick shout out to the sponsors. So um, of course we've got Molly Winded Podcast, yours truly, um, on the sponsorship, and um, we've got a AOS Coach. So Anthony is very generously providing a table's worth of his uh, terrain for the event. So some of his three D printed terrain, which I've actually picked up at Sydney Come to Blows. Uh, I've got to paint all that up. Um, so there'll be a feature table um, from the coach. So thank you, um, thank you, Coach, for that. And um, last but not least, we've got Nerd Star Games, which is our local, a friendly local game shop here. So they, um, they're the guys that we all go to, and uh, for for all our plastic crack needs here in Goulburn. So yeah, there's tables and gaming going on there. So yeah, shout out to Robbie and Colin and the crew there. And so thanks for your support uh, for the event. And um, 
Yeah, so that's Golden Smash, 15th of May. Um, so if you want to get on the waiting list, uh, just go to the event, Golden Smash. It's spelt G-H-O-U-L-B-U-R-N, so like Goulburn, kind of a bit of a play on words there. But, um, yeah, if you look, search for that event, if you want to get on the wait list, <clears throat> um, just um, hit us up on there and I'll add you to the list. But, um, yeah, that's it for me for Golden Smash. Yeah, awesome. No, I hope I wish you all the luck for that event. Um, shame, obviously, I can't come down, but I think yeah, given yeah. all the <laughs> given all the moves and then going going uh, from Brisbane down to uh, Canberra, well, Goulburn, yeah. um, and for one day, it's yeah, just unfortunate. Yeah, it's it's a one day. It's for some fun. Um, so yeah, it's going to be good. I've got Brant coming up from Canberra for the day. He's going to help out with some paint judging and stuff like that. Um, and I've got another friend, um, Holly, uh, one of my work mates uh she's going to come up and be our covid um marshal for the day oh, right okay yeah, yeah. so i just gotta you know she's, we'd... she's just gonna stick tape measures between people and make sure it's a meter and a half and just... well she's gonna go around <laughs> with a little um in scale uh <laughs> measuring stick and make sure all the models uh you know appropriately socially Social distanced distance. on the table <laughs> and things like that so <laughs> oh too funny um yeah, no, which yeah. um and then obviously that we've got that coming kind of mid May and then mid June we have got Sydney's Slaughter twenty twenty one. Um yeah. so yeah, we well, fingers crossed it happens. Obviously we had to cancel last year, but um hopefully with COVID we're in a much better position um a year on. Um the venue seems to be fine in terms of no no restrictions there. So um we've got space for seventy people and obviously tickets general release went on sale um this weekend just gone as of time of recording so we have got 13 tickets left um as of the 5th of april so uh yeah really happy with that so 57 tickets sold so far um but there are a few left um we've got capacity for 70 so yeah if there's anybody that hasn't bought a ticket yet that still wants to come then um you couldn't get tickets through the website that's back and back and running um don't know why we had a fatal error on the the day of ticket sales but oh well so be it paypal paypal did suffice um so thanks everyone for signing up so far um and yeah again we've got 13 tickets left so if you haven't got a ticket yet but you you want to um i think it's a great event i mean obviously i'm a bit biased but uh, i think it's a great <laughs> event for, for, for beginners and stuff as well to come along to i know in the past it's been a lot of people's first age of sigmar events um and we do kind of it is obviously match play but we do embrace narrative as well with people's armies and normally it's been custom scenarios but this year given that um we haven't had as many events for this general's handbook because of covid um and i quite like all the scenarios and stuff now i've decided to leave it as scenarios but for that custom element this year i'm we are doing anvils of apotheosis heroes um yeah. i've made a, a, a few minor tweaks to the um to the points tables which is in the pack to just increase the cost of a few of the abilities that are probably the ones that m are more open i guess to um to breaking a little bit or making a less fun experience um due to them being a little bit too cheap so i think hopefully it was a, a subtle enough change that it's not um it wasn't a full rewrite um but hopefully it means that it will just tone down some of the more egregious builds um and people will choose to embrace it and I'm, I'm fully aware a lot of people won't um won't take anvils heroes because they'll have their normal tried and tests tested lists and that's fine um mm -hmm. but there are going to be those narrative gamers 
out there that that want to that want to bring them but also some of the competitive ones because there there are ways to slot in useful additions to your armies um using those anvils heroes so you can take up to two um one that can be up to 200 points and the other that can be up to 400 points but there's no um there's no kind of restrictions on that so if you wanted to just take two heroes that were 100 points each if it was possible to do that, then you could do that um, or any kind of combination, but you can't take more than two and you can't have more than one that costs over 200 points. So one um, champion, one and, con- and one conqueror. So yeah, um, it'll be cool to see those as well. If, if I'm hoping that some people go into the, they've got a few months, I'm hoping that they'll actually kind of convert and paint up custom models and stuff for it. If they've mm, yeah. chosen chosen some of the the mounted versions for example they might stick something like a i don't know like a mega boss on a gore grunter or something and yeah and come, and come up with some cool unique models as well which would be nice to see and yeah potentially get entered into the painting competition that obviously we've run for the last few years as well um yeah to see who see who picks up one of the crystals um this year for the painting as well which i always enjoy looking at yeah, I love the painting um, aspect. It would. So, what are the different awards we've got for the painting? We've got. Um, where is it? So we've got the hero, so the hero of legend, the hero of legend, the which is the best painted single character, regiment of renown, which is the best painted unit, uh, monstrous marvel, best painted single monster, and the masterpiece. So that's the best painted open category. So if you got something you just you want to enter that you just. It's not, it doesn't have to be in your army or anything like that. Could be, you know, it could be in a gash sitting on a throne, you know, bring it in. Um, we want to see it. Uh, it'd be cool to see some, some of those kind of uh, masterpieces up on, yeah, up for grabs. It's a really so. good, it's a really good point as well, actually, with the painting competition. All of the categories are open, they don't have to be models that are in your army. Obviously, we've got the, we've got the judges' um, choice and players' choice kind of best painted coolest army awards um yep. as well for your actual armies that you're playing at the event but the painting competition is is open um as much as that none of the models you enter need to be part of the army you bring for the weekend um they just have to be fantasy models yeah fantasy models and also you have to be a ticket holder to enter in as well yeah yeah and you yep. obviously you have to be attending the event yeah yeah <laughs> um but yeah so it's going to be what it's a it's a five game tournament as well yeah standard five games 2k match play so yep great that's gonna be fantastic Um, and yeah that's that's the 12th and 13th of june so the sunday is my birthday so uh and liam's because we are birthday twins so um (laughs) we uh will we'll be having uh some fun times on our birthdays so uh, if anyone wants to buy me a birthday drink i'm not going to say no um although if (laughs) if if everybody buys me a birthday drink i might have to say no because i can't drink 70 um (laughs) (laughs) i could try i could try i'm not sure i'll be able to add up the scores by the end but i can try (laughs) but um also Uh, all the tables are going to be fully kitted out with uh terrain from battlefield in a box yes that is the uh the main sponsor this year um something that me and james have been working on uh, in the background for a few months and yes very very happy to say that we've managed to um secure a huge sponsorship from um, battlefront miniatures in new zealand um and their battlefield in a box um terrain so previously um obviously people that have come to slaughter in the past will know that everybody had to bring three pieces of terrain with them um which i know for people that are traveling and flying space is already kind of difficult to accommodate with your army so i i know that could can have been difficult um so this year i'm very pleased to say that 
that's no longer the case and every single table will be fully kitted out with 10 plus pieces of fully painted battlefield in a box terrain um due to our sponsor battlefront miniatures um providing us a means to uh get all of that terrain um at an affordable cost without the event having to be um astronomically priced for everyone so very very <laughs> pleased to be able to announce them as our major sponsor for this year so uh no terrain is needed um and yes we will have 35 tables fully kitted out with fully painted terrain which is awesome yeah it's going to be spectacular and great venue too um so i know the sydney guys would know padster rsl very well but um people traveling who haven't been here before it's uh it's a fantastic place uh plenty of great food there's but there's going to be an open bar in the area where we're playing um is that right chris it's not it's, not, it's not an open bar people need to buy their own drinks it's not on oh me. yeah sorry yeah, <laughs> sorry, yeah. <laughs> we're not going to bankroll that one no <laughs> no it's not a wedding um, right? but we it's should okay. we will <laughs> there is a yes there is a private bar in the main gaming hall um which yeah. will be open over kind of the main part of both days um so it, it won't be open from 9am until close but it will probably be kind of from 10 or 11 till 3 or 4 so the the majority of the day it will be open um, but obviously the main bar in the venue um will be open um as long as as long as they are during licensing um during licensed hours um and yeah as james said there's the bistro and, and everything which um has a full asian menu but they also do uh, a number of kind of your traditional kind of pub staples like schnitzel bangers and mash etc and it's it's pretty reasonably priced they're only kind of ten dollar lunch specials each day so lunch shouldn't shouldn't cost a fortune for people yeah but yeah yeah that's um that's sydney slaughter for now i'm sure there'll be more coming out as we as we gather pace uh, get, as we get closer to the event Yep. And yeah, if anybody wants to check out the player pack or anything, just find Sydney's Law to 2021 event on Facebook. Um, or you can also go onto the website, um, mortallywoundedpodcast.com under the events tab, and you'll find the, the player pack there as well. And that is also where you can buy one of those 13 remaining tickets, if you wish, um, in the shop, um, which the shop has had some additions recently. Um, thanks to James's hard work. If you want to, you want to spruik anything on the shop, James? Um, yeah, so we've still got uh, still got some dice available from our, our run from um, last year, I think it was, and we've also uh, got a hold of some really cool uh, dice bags with the Morley Wounded embroidery, um, Morley Wounded symbol embroidery on them. So we've got a range of different colours there. Uh, so they're on the website there. They're at uh, fifteen dollars, I want to say twenty dollars each. And so yeah, jump on there, have a look if it takes your fancy. Um, chuck it in your in in your um cart and add it to when you when you buy a ticket or whatever and we'll we'll get it out to you as soon as possible but um yeah we've got a few things on there at, at the moment um but yeah that's the shop yeah cool so yeah i mean i think um the only other thing really if we want to have a quick chat i guess um is just some of the the recent reveals and everything that's coming out obviously you mentioned you'd managed to get your cursed city pre-order but we've got the uh the new vampire warband Oh, yeah. next weekend yeah. which i know we will both, court. yeah we'll both be picking up i think obviously you're going to get probably the whole army and update your range but i think for me i, I probably mm. i'm probably not going to get the other kits like the skeletons and and zombies and black knights and stuff because i've already got those um and i've got enough stuff um so i will pick up the the warband um range though because let's be honest it's it's isabella manfred conrad and um oh yeah 
and so Vlad. Cool. So, yeah. and I don't care. I'm calling them that. Whatever someone wants <laughs> to tell me that they're dead, that's what they are. Um, and I will, I will be getting them for a little side painting project because they are just awesome models. Um, and I do. Yeah. I've always, yeah. I've always loved the vampires, the the, the von Karsteins and stuff. So, um, yeah. I, I, that is who they are to me. Um, and I'll be doing that. But um, yeah, yeah, but yeah. And then there was the Lumineth. Yeah, whole whole bunch of Lumineth. Like for. Yeah, I don't think I've, I might have mentioned it in previous episodes, but Lumineth is my is my next project. Once I've sort of had my time with um, Death, it's getting pushed back more. Um, but yeah, Lumineth is what I'll be moving on to. So I'm ex- I'm excited about those releases uh, too. So is there anything you're going to pick up bat- from there? You're, you're going to get some battle ruse. Some battle ruse? Oh uh, yeah. yeah, definitely. Yeah, of course. Yeah, I'll I'll get there eventually. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I'll, um, um, I'll um, I'll that'll probably be at this rate. <laughs> it's probably going to be a next year project, <laughs> but I've already started um, slowly accumulating the models in the background. So, uh, Christmas presents and birthdays um, will help with that. And uh, yeah, so I'm not in a rush to get the new Lumineth stuff before that reason, but um, yeah, yeah, you've definitely got plenty, plenty to plenty work of, on until then. Plenty to work on in the meantime. I was actually just wait for some people year. to buy it and then sell it at 40 50 percent off for no reason. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yep. <laughs> but yeah, re- yeah, excited about that. And um I actually I ordered the Broken Realms Techless book as well. So um yeah, I ordered that through Have you got yours? Because obviously well, it came out this, this weekend. Yeah, gone. like I I don't have it, but that's through no fault of mine or the shops. Um so it was put through uh with my with the shop and they sent out the battle tome instead of broken realms. So um ah. I've just gotta wait for wait for the um, Broken Realms to come through before I can get my hands on it and start reading it. So I'm still actually reading my way through um, Marathi at the moment too. So um, I'm not <gasps> I a, a read more narrative rush. than James. Shock yeah, horror. Yeah. yeah. I'm about halfway Marathi through then. the narrative in the Marathi. So, yeah. <laughs> it's actually I've, I haven't had as much time to read as I would, would like recently. So um, I've, I've decided, like, so, you know, I kind of, just talking about reading and stuff, um, you know, and, and lack of time for reading, um, I've decided to listen to a lot of more audio books in the car on the way to work. So I, I drive to work about an hour yeah. to and from work. Um, so it's two hours driving um, a day. And I kind of, yeah, I've been listening to The Hobbit and Lord of the Rings again. So I've kind of been getting my my fantasy fix, um, classic fantasy fix, and it's been really inspiring. So, um I wish um, I wish we could have the the Broken Realms in audiobook format because then I'd be all over that. <laughs> yeah, they're probably they're not that long, so I don't know if they do. Although they did some pretty short audio dramas before, so maybe. Um, but yeah, no, I'm yeah. the same. I listen to a lot of lot of audiobooks because I don't have the time really to read. But with this Broken Realms saga, I think I was ready for like to get back into some sigma narrative and kind of catch up yeah, and make sure yeah. i had this because obviously broken realms i imagine that this narrative is going to lead us into aos3 at some point oh, um yeah. Yeah. so i kind of wanted to make sure i was across it and i decided i think with the first Mar- book the marathi book it kind of coincided with their uh, games workshops release of the new like collectible coins every month as well and so i know in Aust- yeah. in, mm. in australia you have to spend i think it's 165 plus dollars that month in so, store yeah. to, to get um a coin and so the broken realms books are like i think they're 70 dollars for the normal book or 140 for the collectors yeah um yeah. and so i kind of just decided from the start i'm going to get the collector's editions of all of these because i bought 
the I got all of the collectors hardback editions of uh, the End Times books when they did that as well. Yeah, um, yeah. So mm -hmm. and I, it's a nice collection that, to be honest, is worth a lot of money as well now. So it's yeah. not that I'll, not that I'll sell it, but it, it's not something I think it would depreciate in value. So um, yeah. and it's it's nice to have that set. So I decided that I'm going to get all of the collectors edition versions of all the Broken Realms books um, because it will. Cool. You can basically order it from a store, I think, and have that count towards your money so that every month when a book comes out, I only need to spend like $25 more and I'll get the coin. So yeah, I kind of yeah. saw it as money I would sort of be spending anyway um, to get the coin as well. So because I want to yeah. get that, I want to get the coin collection of all the fantasy coins um, and I'll use those as like objective markers and stuff like that. Um, I think yeah, by the yeah. end, they'll be, they'll be cool. Because um, I didn't buy the sigma start box that gets you the six numbered objective tokens i didn't i don't have them so i think having these like different symbol collectors like gold coins i think will be quite cool um yeah yeah but yeah so i'm really looking forward actually to reading broken realms techless and getting my book i went in to check out warhammer brisbane yesterday i think actually or day before um yeah, yeah. on saturday as it should have been there but unfortunately went in and then because of the uh the snap lockdown they didn't oh, that's get right. yeah. they didn't get any of their deliveries <laughs> this week so unfortunately it's still oh, yeah. it's still sitting on a truck somewhere so i haven't been able to read it yet but um yeah yeah i'm trying to avoid spoilers um from across the internet cuz i'd like to read it not really knowing what's going to happen yeah yeah i kind of i sort of saw something in a comment thread today and i was just like oh okay yeah <laughs> someone someone unfortunately um, in i think the death whatsapp group that i'm in legions whatsapp group or something kind of just no spoiler alert spoiled something pretty significant and i was like oh okay wow. not reading again yeah. not reading anything else for a while but um, yeah yeah but yeah um it's i, I was avoid. surprised just gonna, you gotta tune out of socials for a few weeks <laughs> yeah i was just surprised to be honest with that the whole pre-order weekend like with lumineth that they dropped the entire kind of range the second half yeah. of this range all on one pre-order weekend because normally they've broken it out across two or three weeks but i think mm. because of covid and their lockdown they must have a time or date when they're planning on releasing say aos3 and yeah. so now i think they are just going to ramp up their schedule um which yeah. may be a reason that there wasn't as much stock as people maybe would have hoped for curse city perhaps they just decided to only make I know 25% of the the amount that they normally would have made just in mm. order to make a quantity that they can still release it um yeah. and, and get the and get the releases out. Um because we already know they've what they've already announced the next Broken Realms book after Bellacore as well, like Kragnos, which will be exciting. So um yeah, I think that the release pace is going to be crazy now for the rest of the year. But um Yeah. Yeah. I mean, in terms of new armies, I don't think I'm not too concerned because I don't think I'm gonna be mm -hmm buying any new armies like i'm not getting the lumineth and, and stuff like that yeah. and i'm not getting i'm not getting the vampires um so i'm just going to be yeah. working on my deepkin and then doing my kind of daughters and slanesh army for the next 18 months i think um yeah. to try and make that a proper pa painting project but yeah yeah, yeah kind of like the prospect of um like there's the the word on the street is that the soulbite grave lords is going to sort of supersede legions and agash and nighthawk will become its own things uh its own thing um you know, Osiak Bone Reapers and Feck, which are already separate anyway, but they'll kind of separate the Nighthorn out and it'll be Soulbite Gravelords, which will be your classic Gothic Vampire Count style army, um, which will have its, have its place. It'll be Age of Sigmified, but I really love how they haven't gone way over the top in the, the design yep. aesthetic of the models. Like they still have that very Gothic classic 
um, vampire aesthetic um, plus kind of thing. Yeah, I was it's actually just, quite It's not surprised. too over the top. So I'm, I'm really happy with that. I think yeah, a lot I of was, the fans are happy with that from what I've what I've observed and read and interacted with. So, yeah, it's good. It's really good. Yeah, I, I thought that they would have made it more Age of Sigmar because the whole thing of they're trying to have their own unique IP, I was very surprised that it essentially was just, no, here's new zombies, here's new blood knights, here's, it's all the existing classic stuff, mm. just new new sculpts. Updated, I, yeah. I, was, I was waiting for maybe three punk the steam complete <laughs> or yeah may, or just three maybe Some, completely oh. new units that were yeah. wild and and crazy um like I some think, sort of weird a weird mount of some kind with uh, you know something something crazy different but you know, we yeah, still don't we, know we still we don't might. know this we probably will yeah. see these things yeah <laughs> yeah we yeah. might see like a reimagining of the old abyssal terror that had a, a war scroll at the start of age of sigma but very quickly became like legend maybe because it looks like there's a flying thing on the front cover or in some yeah. of the artwork that maybe isn't as a vampire lord on zombie dragon um mm. it looks a bit different anyway to the zombie dragon but that could just be an artistic drawing um yeah so who knows because that that kit's still fine um, I don't think they the would need to do bats. it. New to do it. Yeah, I really like the the bats. They they look wicked. The bats are great. Uh, and looking at the cursey, looks like we've got some more bat models coming through there, and undead rats, <laughs> which is good. Like sort of rat swarm models. At stage, I'm going to add what I get from Curse City to my narrative army because I'm sort of basing them out with with snow snowy bases and stuff. So um i'll get the blood knights of course because they're sick um the new vampires um i love that uh vampires with the she's holding the mask and she's got that sort of big train of her gown out behind her she's on like an oval base um i'm really looking forward to getting that getting my hands on that one i think that's an awesome sculpt so much character in that one and the way they painted it too and presented it was top notch like it really did a great job um, on that and um of yeah, course it there's feels, the, it feels yeah. similar to who's that female from the 40k what is it the triumvirate of you need there was that yeah that model yeah. that had the, the that long oval base with her dress kind of it feels like an aos version of that to me yeah yeah and just that mask is it's just yeah it's so cool so and really happy to see that gritty um element remaining in the soul blight and um yeah with olfen khan um the Olfen, city of Olfen Khan and the lore that, and the backstory that they've developed for that. I love, I love all that. That's so cool. I think it's just a real sort of that gritty, almost like, um, yeah, that gritty, wouldn't say, I won't say Grimdark cause it's not 40 K, but just <laughs> that gritty, um, low fantasy setting in Olfen yeah. Khan, which is, which is great. Um, yeah. I, I am really and, looking forward to, yeah. to getting that box and delving into it yeah. and playing some games and reading, reading it. Cause yeah. it does look awesome. And silver tower was fun once we actually started playing it. And mm. I think this will probably be a much better game system as well than silver tower. So it should be really yeah. good. But um, yeah, I think that probably gives us a, a good point to, to wrap up this show, keep it nice and short and sweet this time. And hopefully yeah. we'll try and get back onto recording at least monthly. And the next time we chat maybe can be a wrap up of, um, Gorbin smash kind of mid-may maybe um yeah, and we'll, definitely, we yeah. should we should know what the rest of the um the soul blight grave lords looks like at that point so yes um, yeah yep. it'll be good to see <laughs> yeah i'll be uh knee deep in soul blight by that point i think <laughs> yeah six uh, feet deep six feet deep <laughs> yep <laughs> 
Cool. Well, yeah, it was good catching up, Chris. Um, and things will settle over the next few months, and yeah, we'll get get that a more regular recording schedule. So looking forward to that. And um, but yeah, is there any final final words? Any shout outs? Um, we, uh... no, not really. Just yeah, there's 13 tickets left for Sydney Slaughter. So if you want them, go to morallywoundedpodcast.com and go to the shop tab, and you can buy them there. Um, if anyone wants buy some, to follow, buy some dice, buy some buy dice, some dice there. Buy, get a buy, dice buy bag, dice bags, you know? yeah. Um, <laughs> Just all that good it. stuff. Um, <laughs> and yeah, if anyone wants to follow me, I'm on Twitter at Wounded Mortally. Um, and yeah, now I'm in Brisbane. If anyone's in Brisbane and once a game then hit me up because i'm keen to play some more now that all the craziness of moving is behind me i think it's funny like because you're living in brisbane now i live in goulburn and we're running sydney slaughter <laughs> we don't live in sydney anymore what's the future know, of sydney, gonna, funny. sydney slaughter going to be the right word but yeah <laughs> uh things change it's yeah but we're still there we're we're, we're we're still coming back to sydney i think you're flying down and i'll be driving yep. up yep so yep. <laughs> um last words from me uh thank you to all those who have bought tickets so far um really really appreciate your support and thank you thank you thank you for um for getting behind the event again we've got some familiar faces on there again um shout out to andrew and andrew bigwood and uh, his daughter beth looking forward to seeing you guys again um and multi you know the other guys on there too so um you can find me on instagram at Duke Cadrick, and uh, that's that's me. Um, also, just on the the usual Facebook pages, um, the Sydney AOS page, Wyoming Australia, and also our page. Of course, you can contact us through our Facebook um, page, Mortally Wounded Podcast. Um, email us. I'm James at mortallywoundedpodcast.com. Chris is Chris at mortallywoundedpodcast.com. Please email us. We'd love to hear hear from you. Any feedback for the for the show, uh, for the event, um, anything at all. If you've got any questions, any any topics you'd like us to talk about, uh, please reach out and um, we'll look at those and chat chat about them with you. And we've got our Discord as well. Yep. Um, I haven't been on yeah. there a lot myself lately. I don't know if you have either, Chris, but no, it not, exists. No, not too much recently, <laughs> but it, it does exist. It's not kind of a massive one. I, I didn't really yeah. set it up to be a huge server. Like I think Anthony's got his big Discord really yeah. for Australia, and then there's but there's a bunch of ones all over the place, obviously, that have popped up, I think, um, yeah. especially with TTS, they've they've popped up. So um, I, I think, to be honest, I, Discord kind of, it's hard to be in multiples because I've just found myself muting it because I get too many notifications. So if you're in one of the quiet ones, well. <laughs> I tend to just not even see it because I'm muting it because of the other mm. ones. So I, yeah, I'm not sure. Um, but yeah, we're, we're in there and occasionally people will be in there and post questions and, and lists and, um, and stuff. So yeah, if anybody, if anybody is interested, then just message us and we can send you the link. Cause I think it's a private server at the moment. Um, so yeah, we can we can let you know um, if you want to join that Discord. Then yeah, certainly get in touch, and we can add you into it. Yeah. And last but not least, shout out to the Goldwyn crew, to Chris, Kurt, Michael, Ryan, and the boys, Robbie and Colin at Nerdstar. So, and uh, if I've left anyone out, please forgive me. <laughs> but um, yeah, love you guys. Um, looking forward to getting some more games in you soon with the campaigns and seeing you at Goldwyn Smash. Awesome. Until next time, guys. See ya, and thanks for listening. Mm-hmm.